Hey, Internet friends. On Monday, February 26, 2024, Jacob Rothschild was reported dead. He was heir to the Rothschild banking dynasty, a family who was notorious for financing every side of every recent war, a family intimately associated with the Federal Reserve. He's an important figure to discuss as much of what his family has taken credit for. We're seeing the consequences of these actions play out today. The name Rothschild is synonymous with current events even though they like to orchestrate from behind the scenes. For example, before World War II in 1917, the British Foreign Secretary wrote a letter to Lionel Walter Rothschild. This was called the Balfour Declaration, and in it he said that the British government supported a Jewish state in Palestine, which of course emboldened the Zionist movement and eventual establishment of Israel. Obviously, that's a big deal today because everyone's still fighting over it. The hard truth is that Israel is a common denominator in every major conflict we see play out across the world stage. And here it is, the Balfour Declaration. What do you feel when you, when you see it here? I genuinely feel it's one of the most extraordinary moments in the history of the Jewish people. If you think it took 3,000 years uh, to get to this. And then you say, how did this miracle happen? It was the most incredible piece of opportunism. Talking about the Rothschild family can be kind of touch and go. And I'm not talking about just the censorship aspect of this. In a sense, they're the manifestation of this reality's boogeyman. And they're dedicated to their role. For an example, here's a picture of Jacob Rothschild with Marina Abramovic in front of a painting entitled Satan Summoning His Legions. Of course, Marina Abramovic is responsible for greatest hits like spirit cooking as she was one of the central figures of Pizzagate. Zelensky even asked Marina Abramovic to be the ambassador to Ukraine back in 2023. And you remember all this discourse about Ukraine being the new Israel. It's almost too perfect. It feels too scripted to be true. All that's really needed are faint echoes of maniacal laughter playing on a loop in the background. But of course, never mention blood libel. It's just a anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. Uh, The Rothschilds are so openly proud of their queer practices that they just brag about it. Here's Jacob Rothschild talking about how his family kept power within the family through inbreeding. And Baron James was head of the Paris branch, and the youngest of the five sons of R.M. Rothschild, gave an astonishingly uninhibited description of the 19th century Rothschild policy of keeping it in the family. I'll quote to you from what he wrote and make you smile. In our family, we've always tried to keep love in the family. <laughs> in this sense, it was more or less understood since childhood the children would never think of marrying outside the family, so that our fortune would never leave it. (laughs) You couldn't write that today. And you know, Jacob Rothschild's reported death really means nothing. I've heard rumors that he's actually the father of Princess Diana's first son, William, which would be very interesting timing considering the current state of King Charles. But again, those are just rumors, and they're easily dismissed. In fact, there's all kinds of rumors about this family that seem so strange it could never be possible, but their timeline of accolades truly demonstrates that reality is stranger than fiction. Also, I just want to say I've seen people celebrating this guy's death across social media saying that since Henry Kissinger is dead and the old Rockefeller guy is dead and now Jacob Rothschild, 
They think the New World Order is over because these figureheads are dead. But if you just look around, you realize that's totally silly because the majority are sucked into their phones and shot up with the latest medical potion and handing over every ounce of information to the surveillance grid for free, by the way. Eating poison food and still wearing, some some people are still wearing face masks in the Costco. I've seen y'all, I've made eye contact with y'all. But for me, this is simply an educational opportunity on showing those who are curious on how the world really works from a historical perspective in hopes that we can collectively notice patterns and avoid mistakes of the past. My Rothschild family documentary has been hidden on YouTube since I put it up, age-restricted, so I'm going to play it for you now. Hey, Internet friends. Chances are, if you've spent any amount of time trying to figure out how the world really operates, you've stumbled upon the name Rothschild a time or two during your travels. While Rothschild isn't a household name like Bush or Clinton, the Rothschilds play a lead role on the global stage. But unlike our political figureheads, we have no say in their rule, much less a say in how they rule. In fact, what I've noticed is that if you even dare suggest that the Rothschilds or any other family or corporation is playing puppeteer, you'll get labeled an anti-Semitic conspiracy theorist at some point in your venture. But in an effort to reveal what was once hidden, let us cast away the fear of being laughed at or shunned. This won't be an exhaustive video on the Rothschilds, but if you're new around here, I hope to give you enough information to spark your interest so you'll do your own research. And maybe, in a not too distant future, we can all work together to formulate some solutions. Some peaceful solutions. While not the only ruling body near the top of the pyramid, the House of Rothschild, their Jesuit handlers, and most importantly, the driving force behind their actions, are all certainly worthy of discussion, don't you think? The real owners, the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. The Rothschilds claim to be a wealthy Jewish banking family that got their start in 1760 when Mayor Rothschild established his banking dynasty and sent his five sons to foreign countries to continue the family business. At least that's what the majority of their published story claims, but this is just one token in a jingling coin purse of tricks. The story of the House of Rothschild begins long before the 18th century. The Rothschilds are Khazar Jews who converted to Judaism but never made the full conversion. While this is a sensitive and complicated matter to research and discuss, much less, if you follow the Bible, take note that the Bible warns of fake Jews not once, but twice. Another tip-off is that their name isn't really Rothschild. The family did the old switcheroo and changed from Bauer to Rothschild, using the red shield outside their residence as inspiration for their new identity. Rothschild, German for red shield. Here's where the published history usually begins. After establishing himself as a banker through a series of tactics like offering rare coins and treasure at a discount to nobility, Mayor Rothschild secured himself as a member in the in-crowd 
getting in good with the Prince of Germany by assisting with his Rennertruppe business. And as a court Jew, he lent money and handled the finances of the nobility. And when Mayor Rothschild sent his five sons to expand their family business to London, Paris, Frankfurt, Vienna, and Naples, their banks caught on by using a system where you could go deposit your gold at a Rothschild bank in one country, get a receipt for it, take that receipt to another country and withdraw your gold so during your travels you wouldn't be separated from what is yours by theft or any other misfortune. And while that was a pretty novel idea, it's important to note that a key function of banks in general is to offer loans and charge interest. That's how they profit. But when this system goes unregulated and the bankers assess a desperate need for money, thus charging an exorbitant interest rate to loan out that money, that's when things go south. Because when a person or a government is faced with the prospect of either losing human life or taking on interest for a loan, well, most folks are going to go the interest route since human life is priceless. The ideology or motivation behind this greed is one of the major factors of how we got here today. That's the basic foundation, but let's get to the real meat and potatoes of the story. The wavering moral compass that led to immense wealth. While the Rothschilds had a hand in the opium and slave trades, the City of London's central banking system, counterfeit money, and the French Revolution, I told y'all this was going to be an accelerated history. I don't want y'all to have to sip from your camelbacks and slip on a pair of Depends to watch a single video of mine, so let's move on to the Rothschilds' funding of American colonies, their role in the American Civil War, and the series of events that led to the creation of the big kicker, the Federal Reserve. The American Civil War was financed by the House of Rothschild. They backed both sides. And throughout this video, you'll notice this trend. The funding of both sides stirs and finances the hatred for both sides. And since war is profit, especially when bankers are the ones who profit from the loans the government takes out, at one point, Abraham Lincoln needed more money. And the rates he was offered by the New York bankers were too high. Thus, he began printing government money. Take note that this money, unlike the money issued by the Federal Reserve today, collected no interest. Thus, Lincoln managed to work around the Rothschilds. But less than two months before the end of the American Civil War, President Lincoln was assassinated. You might notice another trend, the trend of dying figureheads anytime they go against the money trust, or the main belief that the majority of the world's financial wealth and political power could be controlled by a powerful few. Now that we've laid out their basic strategy, which is to cause wars or help them out, give them a little nudge through some provocation resulting in maybe a crisis or two. Loans are dished out at exorbitant interest rates on both sides of the wars. Then when both of those governments can't repay those debts, the Rothschild Bank calls in the loans and takes possession, installing a central bank. In 1913, the same year the Rothschild-funded Anti-Defamation League was founded, the Federal Reserve, the Central Bank of the United States, was conceived. It is neither federal or owned by the government. The Federal Reserve is privately owned, which means it generates private wealth. Guess who benefits? Not the American people. One year after the creation of the Federal Reserve, World War I began. 
Pitting the Allied and Central Powers against each other. Guess who was finding both sides again? You guessed it. And the result was the fall of the German, Russian, Ottoman, and Austro-Hungarian empires. But who cares if there's money to be made off both of the winning and losing sides? After all, it brings us closer to a one-world government, doesn't it? And a one-world government means a central global bank. In 1917, through the Balfour Declaration, the British government expressed their support for a Jewish homeland in Palestine. The letter was written to none other than Baron Lionel Walter Rothschild. With the Versailles Treaty of 1919, Britain was entrusted with the temporary administration of Palestine. Now I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. With the Rothschild bankers funding both the Axis and the Allies, the Second World War brought us closer to a one-world government. With the establishment of the United Nations. But money wasn't the only thing that the Rothschilds contributed to the Second World War. According to a book by psychoanalyst Walter Langer, not only was Hitler supported by the Rothschilds, he was a Rothschild. Hitler's father was the illegitimate son of a girl who was living in Vienna at the time she conceived. And at that time, she was employed as a servant in the home of Baron Rothschild. But as soon as the family discovered her pregnancy, she was sent back home, where Hitler's father was born. With the House of Rothschild claiming to be a Jewish family and the force behind the Zionist movement, their connections to Hitler and the funding of both world wars is curious, especially given that one of the results of World War II was the state of Israel. How many lives have been lost in wars funded by bankers? War is profit, and if war ceases to continue, the cash flow stops, thus posing a big old problem for those who rely on war for wealth. In 1963, even though war was over, the bloodshed hadn't stopped. On June 4th, President John F. Kennedy signed an executive order which returned to the U.S. government the power to issue currency, which meant they didn't have to go through the Rothschild-owned Federal Reserve. Six months later, JFK was assassinated in Dallas, Texas. In the following decades, central banks continued to pop up across the world, with the European Central Bank set up in 1998 in Frankfurt, the city from which the Rothschilds' banking dynasty began. And after 9-11, the United States declared a war we've really not been able to get out of, an endless war on terrorism that the world is frightened into with each seemingly random terrorist attack. Hatred and fear fuels each side of the war, but only one entity funds both sides, keeping each rival distracted from focusing their attention on whose war this really is. I wonder what will happen to us, to people like you and me, when there are finally no more wars to occupy us. Magicians can only enchant their audience if the audience is unaware of how the trick is executed. If more people knew about how the shadow government operated, then maybe we could channel our energy into creating solutions for the future. But that's the thing, we're too busy paying away our debts, working at jobs we hate, so we can spend a little time with the people we love. We can never truly free ourselves without being able to name who rules over us. If you have any solutions to our current predicament, I'd love to hear them. As always, I look forward to your comments. Thank you for subscribing and supporting my channel on Patreon. Bye!